You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. I am Spencer Hall, Editorial Director of SB Nation. I am joined by uh, Jason Kirk, College Football Editor for SB Nation. Say hi, Jason. Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, we're going to talk a little bit about one particular area of expertise for lifelong Atlanta resident, Jason, in a moment. Uh, before we do that, uh, we go to Ryan Nanny in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, New York. Uh, what are you doing this weekend in, instead of football, Ryan? Well, not uh, not all instead of football, but I I am going to a baby shower for part of it. It's a twelve hour baby shower. Yeah, it's a rager. It's the only way you're going to get your kid into private school up there. <laughs> Got to endure a twelve hour baby shower. It's a trial. Um, what I wanted to start off this week's discussion uh, with would be. I think value. When you think of the Big Ten, you think about value. For instance, the Big Ten can take their cheapest product, Indiana football, and flip it against last year's SEC East champion. A consumer test will show uh, they're better since Indiana beat Missouri this past weekend. It's because it's made of lightweight aluminum that crumples easily. The crumple zones on Indiana football are amazing. Yeah. It's all crumple zone. It's <laughs> one enormous crumple zone. Why oh. don't they make the whole conference out of crumple zone? <laughs> they did. Why, why don't it happen? Why don't they? Why don't they make the entire football team out of Indiana? Well, when you do that, you get Indiana football. Unfortunately for Missouri, some trick of the mind possessed them. And uh, they lost to Indiana this past weekend. So before we make fun of the Big Ten for like mm, about eight minutes, maybe seven or eight minutes. So that'll stretch to 15. We are, because the, the, I don't want to get like, because if you open up with this, you get people who respond with, what are the standard Big Ten defenses if we go here? Oh, our degree. Oh, yes, the overpowering academic firepower of a University of Wisconsin degree. Where on earth could I get that anywhere else? Where, I ask you. Do you have any idea how many Nobel Prize winners attended Maryland? <laughs> you know that Rutgers degree. It's so difficult to get. That University of Indiana degree. Oh, you know, it's that's a good value. I mean, it's Harvard, Stanford, Illinois. Right up there. Right, yeah. yeah. Champaign-Urbana. Well, it's like Cambridge, the Sorbonne, and Iowa City. 
I, I have found that you can buy a University of Wisconsin diploma on eBay for fifty dollars. It's from nineteen sixteen, if that matters. <laughs> Still valid. Oh, that's aged. Yeah, that's, <laughs> aged. that's the kind of that's the kind of wisdom that uh, is probably compatible with uh, you know Iowa football strategy now. Sweet. Yeah, uh, that's a little advanced, but <laughs> it's in oh. the same <laughs> the same era. Oh, buddy, pump your brakes. <laughs> Don't get into that 1920s football. Kirk Ferentz is keeping this simple. Um, we can also talk about Iowa. It, nobody wants to talk about Iowa. The thing we do want to talk about, though, <laughs> hang is, I'm going to hang up, sir. <laughs> the thing we do want to talk about is we would love to talk about what it takes to get two tickets, two, for the Michigan-Minnesota game. Jason Kirk? Well, to... Uh, to to en- enable you and a friend to get into a uh, a game in the most historic and storied and silent venue in the country for a uh, for a rivalry game against Minnesota and there has been some pushback about this being a rivalry game but <clears throat> you have a damn trophy so this is a rivalry game what you're going to have to do to get two tickets into this game is you're going to have to buy two Coca-Colas uh that this this promotion has since been rescinded but that doesn't matter one bit because it was a real thing for a solid two hours there uh, where if you went to the Michigan Student Union and you bought two Coca-Colas, you got two tickets to, uh, to a Michigan football game. Um, and uh, this is probably the greatest trick the SEC's ever pulled, just considering Coca-Cola, an Atlanta corporation. Basically, it, it's the unofficial sponsor of the conference. Dr. Pepper's the official one, but I think we all know where the real money lies here. Um, Boom! Playing into our hands again. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah I mean, just it, it, you just couldn't make it any easier, folks. That, and I would also uh, argue that this is uh, just again further evidence that uh, Michigan football truly is a bulwark against the excesses of modern society, like carbonated beverages and con- the consumerization of college football. And and just want to point out that uh, bulwark modernization quote that that was pretty much an actual quote from uh, Michigan fans regarding fireworks, fire yeah no not just a fan which were invented in China in like the 1400s yeah yeah that was like a, a regent or something that said that wasn't <laughs> yeah, that was a regent from a family of of I believe personal injury attorneys so with a straight face somebody with three degrees from the University of Michigan declared fireworks. A 15th century or 14th century, it might be older than that. Yeah, whatever. Let's it just was. say they're 3,000 I mean, years old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, stuff in China was invented like millions of years ago. Like, before like, people were even. Amer- there. Like, we're all like, oh, we invented stealth bombers. Whatever. China invented that in, in like the year zero. So you're saying that basically China is a, an, a community in love with its own antiquity that hasn't invented anything in thousands of years. Also, it's just a hmm. big sprawling piece of land. <laughs> it's a big, yeah. That's but this is uh, the point being. Say they're three thousand years old. Say they're not a convenient parallel for the way some people think at Michigan, a closed kingdom where no new ideas are really too welcome. Uh, let's just say that's not true, and let's say that uh, that this is in fact a the bulwark that we want to go ahead and just keep it as unmodern as possible how on earth do they hire another coach how like who goes who goes in there well they have all that money from coke now that they sold they have at least <laughs> 72 dollars i would Lang estimate coke <laughs> <laughs> dave brandon dave brandon is basically dipset. You, under, you understand dave brandon pulled a a, a reverse pizza move because normally in the pizza business, you lure people in with the promise of the Coca-Cola on top of the pizza. You know, you get two pizzas, and then oh, hey, we're pizza. throwing you a two. We're throwing you a two-liter. Do you remember, by the way, when that seemed like a perfectly reasonable meal? Like at one point in your life, like oh yeah, that's a great idea. I got a full gallon of sugar water and a gigantic fat sandwich. I, yeah. I'm, te- I'm tempted to say that's a, like a an age thing, but the truth is in 1997, everyone of any age or economic status thought that was true. 
It's an amazing country. You can just yeah, get I mean, that, they, they look just, at us now. You do that with the Coke Zero because we're, we're mature grown-ups. That's Boom. right. And I, and I will have peppers on the pizza because that's a vegetable. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're good for you. And the stuffed crust because I believe in innovation. It's an efficiency. It's a hard smart Sunday. <laughs> but if you if you'd like seriously like who takes that? I think you have to explain that to people who I'm sure there are wise and uh, you know circumspect Michigan people who understand the the challenges and the issues there. But when they say, "Oh, we'll just go out and get this guy." I don't think it's that simple anymore because a lot of these a lot of problems you see with programs have nothing to do with the coaches at all or very little to do and a lot to do with the administration behind them like see oh i don't know for instance usc and let yeah, me start... go ahead go ahead well i was gonna say let me tell you one name who doesn't care about the problems surrounding him who doesn't get down by whatever's going around in the periphery and that's mac brown <laughs> If, if you want somebody who just wants to get paid and just wants to show up at expensive dinners, Mac Brown will Mac Brown will be there for you. Man, Mac Brown, you might even get this. Mac Brown might even adopt a new accent. <laughs> huh. yeah. Because if you'll notice, when he went to Texas from North Carolina, he Texas up little. Little bit of a different twang started to creep in there. Texas. Please oh, oh. Call, call me McBrown. You see him just listening to like headphones, oh, and his headphones on the way to the interview, LBJ, right? Talk like that. Just talk like that, Mac. He could start to adopt a, oh, a faint Michigan accent. Yeah, Mac shows up with the full Schimbeckler accent. <laughs> he shows up with the, the square frames. Like damn, the, damn, damn, the damn, square damn. wire frames of a Schimbeckler man starting to say all kinds of less milesy things like lad. I made these out of a coat hanger. <laughs> Are they convincing? I believe in one thing. The team. The team. The te- That's a Schimbeckler speech. That's how much I love it. The only Mac, the only Mac uh, catchphrase I know is "It is what it is," so just sort of that in the Schimbeckler accent, and I think just five years of that. Five, just five years. Twenty-five million dollars. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you on the other side. See you on the other side. You'll win ten games a year, and everyone will be unhappy with it. Somehow. So, in other words, that kind of sounds perfect for Michigan. That is pure Michigan. <laughs> don't 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 get it into your bloodstream. <laughs> it's toxic and. Definitely a biohazard. We have to bleach your veins now. <laughs> uh, and I do feel like this is not too soon to discuss coaching carousel material because after week four, I think we've pretty much solved college football. You, you, I, I think this is the way things are going to be. And bad teams are bad. Good teams are pretty good. And the bad teams probably won't turn around. Very right. few do. For instance, Florida. Florida is a very bad team. So bad, in fact, that we made predictions and betting on Jeff Driscoll's exact line for the game. I have them, um, and we're going to review them now. I have a winner as to who got closest for number of completions. Uh, Not yardage, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and give the award to... Jason, who has at least, I think, the most accurate by numbers. He has uh, 12 for 23, 213 yards. No, I had one yard. Two TDs and one INT. And one yard was what I had. One yard. Oh, yeah, because you went low. Yeah. Okay. And I believe the final line was, was it it 93? It was three three yards. Three yards. He had three yards. Ah. It was close. It wasn't quite three yards, okay? Because just to go to the other predictions, just to to make sure that we're going to show how wrong and how poorly we did, I had 22 for 47, 287 for zero TDs and three INTs. And Ryan had 14 for 37, 212, one TD, and one INT. And Go ahead. Can we we talk about how horrific it would have been if Jeff Driscoll had thrown over 40 passes? Well, you know, that's funny because... Would it have been any worse? 
No, because we can actually sort of project out what that might have been based on <laughs> what he actually did. So, and I'll do just brute doubling based on this trend. Because his actual line <clears throat> was as follows. Nine for 28. Mm. 93 yards. 3.3 yards per attempt. One touchdown. Woohoo! And two interceptions. Would it be rude if I printed that out, wrote needs improvement on it in red ink, and mailed it to Will Muschamp? Uh, no, you can do that. Okay. You're fully entitled to do that at this point. I just think it, w- it wouldn't be rude because would it, it wouldn't even register. No. <laughs> he doesn't see colors. <laughs> or letters. Or motion. If you just stay perfectly still, Will Muschamp won't see you. The saddest T Rex. It's like the yeah, he's like the opposite of a T Rex. He only sees things that are standing still. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, listen. That's why he likes his offense. He can see it. Yeah, it's uh, the only lo- thing he can lo- see. Looks perfect to me. They're not doing anything. There it is. Wait, where'd they go? <laughs> the uh, oh, they went backwards. Oh, there, oh, they, we're, oh, we're there they are now. They're oh, two yards further it's away. Cool. And we're punting. <laughs> Ooh. Whoo! Thank you, Gal Christie. Uh, that would have been, by the way, if he'd thrown 40 passes, you know, probably around, what, 13 completions? <laughs> 14, maybe? Um, it was bad. It was as bad as I have. And I, I've seen now quite a bit of bad Florida football. And I was with a person who's not a Florida fan, uh, an Auburn fan specifically, who went there just, I guess, to watch Bama lose, uh, possibly. In retrospect, a fairly funny idea. And he was sitting next to me, and he's watched a couple of games with me and goes, I've watched three hours of this shit, and I want him fired just so I don't have to look at it anymore. (laughs) I feel the same way. This was the breaking point for me as well. I came into the year thinking, oh, Florida, Florida will flip it around. They'll be 8-4. and This will be fine. They got a lot of five stars on the way. The offense will click and all that. But this Saturday was just, this was the breaking point for me too. (laughs) I can't take it anymore. I have no rooting interest in this team at all. And I, I'm just as angry as anybody watching this. <laughs> and you like and, and you like manball. I love this style of football, but this is a horrible depiction of it. So you're saying you're saying this is a beloved genre done really poorly for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is um, this is uh, this is uh, this is Battlefield I- Earth. <laughs> I was trying to think of I was trying to think of music, but I only listen to one kind of music, so I don't really have anything to any jokes to make there. This is this is Chris Gaines. This is Asher Roth. This is Seth Asher Roth. This Asher is, Roth of the SECs. This is this is college football Macklemore. How about you, Macklemore? Will Muschamp? Huh? And and he did. And he, yeah, welcome, Macklemore. I actually at one point, like looking back on the box scores when uh, writing the weekly thing. I thought I looked at UConn running 37 plays on Friday night, which yes, they only ran 37 plays, and I got kind of envious because I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that means there's less football that they would have to watch for their horrible team. Like at least Bob Diaco is merciful. He's like, bro, just no, it's 37 plays. I'm good. I- they played that game in a uh, in a in a like raging rainstorm too, so maybe you try that. <laughs> no, well, Florida already tried that. We already tried that. In well, Bu- you went too far with it. That was the problem. But how awesome is this year that actually we only have to watch eleven games? <laughs> hey, that's not even guaranteed. We can ca- <laughs> you you can cancel anything. Lightning, a Florida fan's best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can we can hope for at least another two or three games out with lightning. Come on, sinkhole. You could try and cancel the FSU game just to screw over the Knolls. Oh, man, dream of dreams. Like, Will Muschamp just forfeits out of spite. Like, we fire him, and he's like, nope! That's <laughs> right. <laughs> the one thing he figured out was faxing in the paperwork to cancel the FSU game. Now the committee looks up at what? They only played They only played 11 games? We, we can't let them in. I know how to get it in the end zone of concession. And think of the glowing old media reports. Florida refuses to play dastardly florida state a team of honor a team <laughs> yeah that's um, how you sell it <laughs> do that yeah say un- un- until Jameis winston we shall not meet you on the field his... of battle sir give him his scarlet <laughs> several letters 
Until Jameis Winston refuses to wear his uniform for games in which he's suspended. We will not play this team. (laughs) That would be that would be great, especially given Florida's football history. Like we concede this game and forfeit on moral grounds. You're like, weren't you like a seriously segregated school who was one of the last to enter? Never mind. Quiet. 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 I'm waving an AK-47 in a church. Because well, that's freedom. <laughs> somebody has to take over for Michigan. Oh, we can. And why we, not Florida? Listen, from five feet above sea level, we will try to take that moral high ground. Watch us. We can do it. Uh, other, By the way, other coaching, like, I'm not real sure. I mean, we're pretty sure Florida and Michigan will both be open, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is where we start playing serious coaching roulette. If Florida and Michigan go open, gentlemen... I want you to immediately begin picking off and and sort of taking a brick, putting it here, and then slotting someone else into it. For instance, Ryan Nanny, if I said, okay, just pick someone to go and take the Michigan job. Okay. Um, Let's say the Michigan job goes to, oh, let's say Pat Narduzzi. Let's get weird. Okay. Ouch. Taking little brother's... uh, Taking Little Brothers defensive coordinator. Okay. So that's not that that doesn't necessarily take a head coach. That's cool. We don't have to worry about replacing D'Antonio. Unless, of course, I throw this at you. Mm-hmm. Mark D'Antonio is hired by the University of Florida and comes home to the SEC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and, and by the way, that's not my preference. I'm not saying that. That's something that could totally happen. <laughs> we could t- we could hire Mark D'Antonio. So Mark D'Antonio. Goes down for Michigan State. Jason, who takes the Michigan job or the Michigan State job before replacing it? You can pick one. Well, I, th- I thought Narduzzi took the, Mich- the Michigan job. Oh, I'm sorry. So he takes the Michigan job. So you can replace the Michigan State job? Okay, so I get to hire Michigan State's head coach here? Yes. Uh, put me down. Well, let's see. You're going to want a cultural fit, so somebody who's not going to score a lot of points at all, uh, someone with a completely ineffective offense. We'll pick up Brady Hoke. <laughs> This is amazing. Oh. It's like the world's worst white elephant party. Did, did that just end the carousel? <laughs> yeah, you did. That's brilliant. We didn't get very far. <laughs> no, I'm cool with that. Actually, well, why not? Let's get crazy. Uh let's say uh let's say we'll go get um we'll go get Ruffin McNeil to Michigan State. Total okay. cultural change. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you go and get Ruffin McNeil. Oh man, I don't know if that go well. I really don't. <laughs> the Big Ten Air Raid. The Big Ten. <laughs> sure, it, it's not working the couple times or two in Indiana. Well, they beat Missouri. Sure, yeah. Man, I yeah, just... Yeah, Big Ten Air Raid. Let's do it. say Big Ten Air Raid, and that's just like drinking milk on a hot day or you know, eating two things that really don't go well together. No such thing as a hot day in the Big Ten. <sighs> you know, 70's pretty warm for... East Lansing. <laughs> that sounds even worse. Milk on a warm day. <laughs> <laughs> milk on a overcast, sort of warm day. Mm. <laughs> mm, it's humid. Delicious. It's like I'm making yogurt in my body. Um, so <laughs> go Spartans. If if we go back and rewind, if we take the Florida and Michigan jobs open again, we'll play one more. <laughs> oh, we're starting over. We're gonna start. Uh, you, we're gonna start. Want, go do ahead. Do you want us to play for real this time? Yeah. No. No. no I want you to play for real. We'll do one more round of this because I, I think this is fascinating because we could end up with some absolute disasters. Okay. Okay, and I'll let Jason pick Florida this time. Okay, so Muschamp's been fired and Florida's hiring an, uh, a new coach. Right, let's just say this is after like week five. Now, are we only like we hiring fire head after coaches? The bye. Can you only pluck head coaches? No, I'm giving you free reign. You can... Oh, okay. Uh, well, I think Florida is going to want a head coach, and you're going to want to go offensive, I think. So <laughs> wait, we'll say... wait, 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 Jason. Why What's would that? Florida want to hire somebody who had done the job before? I don't know, just a, a gut instinct. You're probably right. You should probably just hire uh, someone who was expected to become a head coach at some point <laughs> who had ever, never actually done it. Like someone who's waiting to be a head coach. Yeah, like someone who, uh, just a head coach sort of in waiting. Uh, mm. just, yeah, a, just a really good assistant. That's yeah. good. Even a really passionate one, too. You know, cause yeah, let's go get Kirby one. Smart. Yeah, sure. That would be great. By the way, it is a real bet with Holly Anderson. If they hire Kirby Smart, she gets to cut off one of my toes. That would just be, yeah. I mean, why not just rehire Will Muschamp? 
It's yeah, no saving, like no saving assistance. I don't think that's ever happening ever again. Period. So I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna I, miss your I'm gonna miss your toe. So hire an actual head coach of Florida, Jason. Okay. Uh, let's see. You want Florida ties, head coach experience, offensive side of the ball. That's a uh, not a very long list. Just say Dan Mullen. Just say it. Man, I'm I'm trying not to do that to y'all, but all right, Dan Mullen. <laughs> Okay, so it's about the only option that fits the three big requirements. <laughs> That's, and uh, yes, it's an uncomfortable fit. <laughs> because as, as year two put it so well on Twitter, wow, that saddling Mississippi State's former coach with the expectations of Urban Meyer. <laughs> two national titles. <laughs> in, in 2014, when the program is itself a giant poisoned anthill of hey, trouble. He beat LSU. <laughs> one big win let's hire him um okay so that leaves both the miss state job and the michigan job still open ryan go yeah ahead. so miss mississippi state they're gonna go get tommy tuberville All right, you know, you know that could happen, right? Like that's, that's entirely plausible. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure he's applied for it already. <laughs> now I know, th- I know this job ain't open. Just keep this on file, if you would. God, God bless. Dude, we'll just hang on to your resume. Just like fax spam. That's just Tommy Tuberville resume. <laughs> Going. Like, oh. Why does a Kinkos and like Fargo have Tommy Tuberville's resume? Every every athletic department in America keeps a sec a second fax machine just dedicated to the Tuberville spam. Just right. for that. So Spencer, you can then fill the Michigan or the Cincinnati job. <laughs> Boy, they're kind of a push Which, at this point, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they both have their pluses and minuses. Um yeah. Okay, so I have to fill the Michigan job. And to be honest, my pick was Dan Mullen, so I got shanghaied. I'm gonna, yeah, so I'm going to have to do the dangerous thing of thinking on my feet here. And when I have to think on my feet, I opt for the easier option, Cincinnati, because you know who Cincinnati's going to go hire? He's, they're going to hire somebody with some gumption, a little bit of passion, a little bit of faith, belief, someone who believes in helping people. Houston Nutt to Cincinnati. <laughs> He's also applied. <laughs> You know, you know he has. And I thought for a second about putting Houston Nutt at the Michigan job, but no. Like that wouldn't even. They might actually stay, like, put police uh, along the roads to keep him from driving in. And that's what it'll take because he's trying to get that job. So uh, I believe Ryan, we go back to Michigan. Do you? All right. So. Michigan wants, let's say one guy Michigan's going to want is less miles, but they're not going to get less miles. But there is somebody on the LSU staff with oh. Michigan connections. Oh, I know where this is going. Started out there. Oh. He's, uh, he's been a head coach at the uh, pro and college level. And that's why I'm talking about Michigan head coach Malcolm Cam Cameron. <laughs> you're, you're, you're I, love, I love fucking this game up. You're not a nice person. No. Not in the least. But you know what? That is a hire I could absolutely see after after they ask Harbaugh six times and he says no twelve times. They say, <laughs> Alright, we're gonna go get Cam Cameron and we're gonna pretend like it was the plan all along. It's like a that's like a spite thing. We'll show you Harbaugh. <laughs> uh, there's uh, now what if what if Les takes that job? What if Les has that year at LSU where he still wins eight games with absolutely nothing and can't stand it? And Michigan says, "Well, bygones be bygones. We'll take that job." So that puts us in a situation where the LSU head coaching job is open. And oh, oh, there's a place where that's gone really wrong. Jason, who would who would take that LSU spot? Nick Saban. <laughs> <laughs> there, we're done. Because <laughs> obviously, because Kiffin would be bumped up at right, Tampa. And, and then Lane Kiffin's coaching Alabama. <laughs> Ooh, Lane give, Kiffin wins the 2015 national championship. I give Lane Kiffin eight months if that happens. 
like a John L. Smith length of time because it'll be great for a month. Eight eight months, like to be promoted to the Jets job or something. <laughs> eight eight, you know, yeah, that would happen. It'd be like eight months. It'd be like, man, Lane Kiffin, he's the next coming of. Oh dang, Jets head coach Lane Kiffin. Like that. Oh, we <laughs> we liked him so much. We liked him so much. Didn't ever see his family. <laughs> Which is, by the way, I think that's that's their arrangement. Is that Lane Kiffin's like, like I think he's living in Tuscaloosa and she's living in L.A. because. You can't spell Tuscaloosa without L.A. I think. Nobody's tried. You know, the real L.A. is Lower Alabama. (laughs) Or as someone someone called Mobile and Lower Alabama to me this weekend, the genitals of Alabama. Just dangling. Real nice ones. Just real pretty ones. Real prominent. Real real sandy. (laughs) Real sandy. (laughs) Kind of polluted. Um, I think that went as well, and I think that went better than reality, because in reality it's probably going to be a lot worse. Um, oh, yeah. I wanted to move the discussion to the people that we will have to explain to NFL people this year, which is kind of our backdoor way, dear listener, of getting you to talking a little bit about what's happened uh, both last week and what might happen this coming week. Um, for instance, someone will have to explain for Mississippi State's shocking upset of LSU, uh, someone will have to explain to the rest of the world, uh, Dak Prescott of Mississippi State, who uh, had the game of his life versus LSU, beating them for the first time since 1999. Going back to the Wayne Madkin Jurassic area of, uh, of Mississippi State football. Um, if you had to explain Dak Prescott, Jason, how would one do that? Uh, well, you'd probably want to start with the Tebow comparison, although you probably wouldn't if you're trying to sell him to the NFL person. <laughs> yeah. You know, just uh, sure he can run the ball a little bit, but we haven't seen the, the whole miracle thing happen quite yet. Um, do, do we, you'd do you'd we probably think? start with the name because NFL people always get hung up on the name thing. What? His name's what? You know, and yes, we've been, we've been telling you his name for four years now. His name's Dak. It's, it's a totally normal name. Like college college fans get this like hipster thing about college football player names. Yeah, his name's Barkevius. Nothing weird about that at all. <laughs> Even though we just spent like four years being like, dude, his name's Barkevius. That's totally weird. Yeah, we laughed at it for four years, but you're not allowed to. Yeah, you're not allowed to because we have standards. Because we already knew about it. Dang it. His full name, by the way, is Dakota. So maybe he'll be more serious as an adult. I'll be like, Dak? And he's like, no. No, no, no. Oh, he can't get drafted by Washington, can he? <laughs> oh, no. No. Us drafting you is a sign of respect. Dakota. <laughs> Dakota. They, they immediately refer to him as like a, 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 a community elder, a, a chief, something like that. Snyder like takes the stage. No, my, and ceremonial my name, headdress. My just Dak. That's <laughs> it, it. It's just that's my name. That's all. I'm not a community elder. The uh, the other guy on that team uh, who I, I think will probably end up having to explain to people uh, who is being really good uh, is uh, Preston Smith, their defensive end, who has been very good through the early innings of Mississippi State's uh, season. Of course, we're going to have to explain them and then possibly forget them when Mississippi State, like, I don't know, blows three games down the stretch, which they are entirely capable of uh, doing. Uh, Ryan Nanny. Who is someone else that we're going to have to eventually explain to NFL people? Um, I'm excited to eventually explain Amir Abdullah mm. from, from Nebraska because everybody's going to, first of all, NFL people are just going to assume because he's a running back who gets the ball a lot and runs for a lot of yards that he went to Wisconsin. And and he, does, he does wear red. Yeah, and he wears the same colors, so it's going to have to come from there. Um, and then they're going to be even more confused when they, we ask them, well, you know, what do you do against the Oklahoma defense? Well, you know, he didn't, they don't play them. What do you do against the Texas defense? Well, that, that wouldn't matter anyway, if that even happened. Why is he ducking them? What? And, and, you know, it'll be because he's a coward. Well, what did he do? What did he do against Miami in the national title game? No, no, no. What, they just they just played, that a, was, that they was just played a regular season game. It was game. just a sad regular season game. It meant nothing. Uh, we should we'll probably eventually have to explain Melvin Gordon too. Yeah. Um, because because uh, he's really good, 
And you'll also have to explain that there aren't, his record actually, uh, they're, they're not typos. His stats uh, really were for the past weekend. Uh, he had 253 yards on 13 carries. Yeah, and we, and we get to explain to NFL people. There was a point when uh, this guy's team just sort of decided to not use him. Just <laughs> felt it would it would do just fine if he wasn't playing. They felt, felt it was irresponsible. I felt it was ghost. just a little show offy. <laughs> we're just that's not even Big Ten football. That's that's not that's just humanity. It's just decency that prevents us from doing this. Um, another guy I feel like we're going to have to explain is Taysom Hill. Um, oh man, I, I have no idea how we're going to explain Taysom Hill though. From the name forward, um, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I, start with the basics. T- <laughs> well, first first of all, you need to know that he's a uh, deceptively quick athlete yes because who just happens to be one of the best dual threat quarterbacks of the last few years uh yeah he, and and by the way like and you can say that for anybody at byu i think actually now if you just go to byu uh they treat everybody like you're deceptively fast whether <laughs> no matter what race you happen to be more quick than fast yes i mean oh he's he's more quick than fast Those he's got are, real smart feet yeah he's got smart feet he's got his arm um, it's deceptively strong. Everything is going to be deceptive. We basically he's like, just one big lie. We have to describe Taysom Hill like he's a spy, basically. He might be. He might, I don't know what he isn't. Taysom Hill stars in Homeland season five. He um, that's uh, Taysom Hill. I think could actually be like like toward the end of the season, he'll be like one of those Heisman uh, consolation guys. Where they're like, here's somebody who's not going to win, who sits three seats down from the guy who actually wins. Just as a courtesy. But we'll have to, I think that's another person that we'll have to explain because he's been ridiculously productive through the first four games of the season. Uh, we missing anybody else? Yeah, uh, two names here. First being Connor Halliday, who is mm. absolutely going to land somewhere in the NFL and just infuriate a fan base for like four years. <clears throat> and also uh, Baylor Sean Oakman, Ooh, who uh, he's, he's going to be one of those that like by the end of the year we're going to be sick of hearing about him. Uh, he's really good and all, but he's also got that bio detail of him being like seven foot thirteen. Yeah, tall. he is, and we're going to be sick of hearing about that. And then NFL people are going to discover it in like March, and we'll have to yeah 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 we knew about that do that whole thing. Like, oh, he's six nine. Is that a, is that a sign of a lack of humility being that tall? Isn't he the Tower of Babel of people? Mm-hmm. How do we even know he speaks the same language at the head that he does at the knees? <laughs> He's Can't. not even an oak man, his, but he might be. His body's multilingual. I don't you know, know how we can trust that. You know who I'm excited to explain to NFL types in a intentionally over-optimistic way? Oh, Is God. Bo, Bo Wallace. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to be out there selling Bo Wallace like the goddamn music man. Whoever drafts Dr. Bo in the first round, we got to like, oh, awesome pick. We're all going to love You got to steal. You got, him at, you got him at seven? How was he still there at seven? <laughs> man, six teams are going to be kicking themselves forever. Watch the Browns just draft him so he can sit behind Mansell after. Like, if he does something like beat Alabama on the fourth, in just a fluky game where he makes maybe three good throws, like a Steven Garcia phenomenon, right? That's when we start trying to make Dr. Bo money by getting just, him a gigantic signing bonus. I'll just put it out there. I'll be like, yeah, you can use him on kick returns until he's ready to throw. Because <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. I've seen that done a lot. <laughs> that, that's a thing one should do with him. <laughs> uh, let it work. Get him on the field. He's the ultimate weapon. Just get him out there. I'm also really looking forward to, and I've already seen the sort of early innings of this, to the does Marcus Mariota's talk thing. Because Mariota is just this very quiet. Not a leader. Not a leader. Doesn't have the leader mentality. Just get ready for that. Yeah, that was a. uh, Did not impress in interviews. Happens. Also, he's not white. I'm going to. You know, let He's you know. not even not even from America, as far as the <laughs> continent goes. He doesn't have that continental understanding of communication that we have. He should change. He should start going by Mark just to throw people. Oh, Mark! Oh, Mark's a great dude. 
Mark Marriott. Just He's hum Mark Marriott's humble? No, no, you just changed the last letter. Marcus Mariotti. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> so wants sounds, it. So he sounds Italian. What Italian quarterback do you want? Marcus O'Marriott. Okay, are Irish. you telling me that NFL people would not lose their minds over an Italian quarterback? Yeah, they did. His name was Vinny Testaverde. Exactly. He was he was employed for like 18 years. <laughs> Set the NFL record for interceptions, man. And he, and he looked 47 years old for you all You have an Italian name. You're allowed to set the record for interceptions. <laughs> Can we just start saying he's from like West Pennsylvania? Oh, that'd be like the kicker, right? They're like, isn't he from Hawaii? And they're like, yeah, but he was born in West Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, you know, the there's a California Pennsylvania. We just say there's a Hawaii Pennsylvania. They and he was born from the western part of that California Pennsylvania. They smuggled him out. They got him out there, and he learned the ways of the islands. Oh. He went Mo to Hawaii on a missions trip. He's like Moses. Moses wasn't a talker. <laughs> yep, there's no record of Moses speaking. <laughs> Not known for talking at all. And he, only, and he only talked to God, and look how that worked out. Huh? Huh? I just got you a new quarterback, Kansas City Chiefs. I would love to read Nolan now, Rocky's breakdown of Moses. <laughs> oh. Whew. <laughs> Lack I think sense, you can find some dirt on that guy. Lack sense of direction in the pocket. <laughs> que uh, question, questionable family background. Questionable family. <laughs> I'm not buying the thing with the reeds. Spent some, spent some time in the desert talking to plants. Talking Re to plants, possible characters. Possible drug user. <laughs> Relies too much on frogs. Yeah, <laughs> just an insane, yeah. Uh, parting the seas, definitely you know, show off. Definitely the kind of guy you don't want. <laughs> Only time he ever won a trophy, he burned it down. Um, we actually do have a couple of reader questions uh, that we should get to in this uh, super tidy, now 39-minute long podcast. So uh -huh. let's, let's get to those, if we can. Uh, Jason? <clears throat> this comes to us from Drewby underscore AL. What would be the most SEC version of the Michigan Coke promo? Uh, I'll open this up to the floor. Hardies. Hardies. No, no specifics, just Hardies. There's nothing attached to it. It's just you go to Hardies. <laughs> you, you walk into a Hardies and, and they you buy just food hand, and then you leave. And they just <laughs> no, they just hand, they just have them like out with the other condiments. You're like, okay, we got ketchup here, little mm -hmm. salt and pepper there, and next to that, there's Florida tickets. And you just take as many as you want. We're out of sweet and low, so you're going to have to take Florida tickets instead for your coffee. Just stick them right in your coffee. <laughs> Hand them over. Um, I'm going to go with uh, a couple of different variations. I, pre I said that I think if you had, like, if you bought two 12 packs of Publix Dr. Thunder, mm -hmm. you know, um, or Diet Dr. Thunder, I don't want to discriminate. Um, then you went ahead and, and you got free tickets to a Florida game, right? They would just, just hand you like five of them, right? Um, I think for Mississippi State, that's probably feeling like a gas station-oriented thing. So it's probably a couple of scratch-offs, like two scratch-offs, two Miss State tickets. Although it's a tough ticket this year, tougher than Florida. That's where we're at now. And then I think for, uh, for Auburn... It would have to be some sort of bootleg thing off of a peanut boiled peanut stand. I think maybe it's based on tithing. Uh, yeah, which it would be Auburn that would have the church tie-in. Right? Sure, it'd be a church raffle then, wouldn't yeah, it? It'd be, yeah, you could call it that. <laughs> those, those have been known to be fixed, huh? That happens. Never that heard happens. that. I don't that know about that. In the Big Ten. Yeah. I think for South Carolina, you know what? I, I think... For Alabama, if they ever actually had problems getting those tickets out, uh, it would be uh, Copenhagen or Skull. I can't decide which one. It'd be the wintergreen flavor either way. But It'd be like they do it Charlie and the Chocolate Factory style. Yeah, and you say that's not a beverage? Oh, <laughs> many many disagree. By the way, Alabama this past weekend, first place where I've seen multiple people doing the peanut and the Coke trick, like oh. just drinking Coke with just a whole pack of peanuts in there. Mm. First time? That's the first time I've seen multiple. Usually just, you see usually you see one guy and you're like, oh, but upper deck at Brian Denny, you see like five or six people huh. all doing that. I thought you were from Tennessee. Oh no, no, sir, sir. 
Why would we ever, ever lace down our sugars with peanuts? <laughs> we want. Well, those. speaking of, I think the Vanderbilt one, it's, it's sort of a you test drive a BMW, you get a free Vandy ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, the M3 only. Um, and, yeah, yeah, it's got to be a nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, your okay. question. This question comes from uh, Roca, Roca underscore star. Uh, is there a more fun hypothetical candidate for next Michigan head coach than Ed Orgeron? No. 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 Oh, actually, no. Houston. Not. Other than like Jamie Foxx or something, and he's going to play a different character every week or, or like. No, I, I really. That's think it. Just Jamie Foxx. I really think it's Houston Nut because with, a, with like Ed Orgeron's kind of like a. He's kind of like a, a crawdad version of Brady Hoke. Okay, let me throw this out at you. Bobby Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I think he like, works just fine. No, he like, works just fine. Curmudgeonly. I think he fits in just fine. Like Bobby Cox intentionally getting thrown out of the Michigan-Iowa game in the third quarter because he thinks it's a good thing would be amazing. <laughs> Michigan fans would be mortified. <laughs> Also, Bobby Cox wearing a baseball uniform on the sideline. Oh, I was thinking thinking he's wearing a football uniform. (laughs) Yeah, I know he's wearing a football uniform. Come on, I want him in in leather helmet with the with the with the wings on it. Now I hope he just wears his old brave shit. Um, that's what he probably wears every day anyway. I was gonna say he hasn't taken that off yet. Uh, And then the uh, question I will uh, I will take. I still think Houston Nut is the more terrifying. I don't think they'd even know what Houston Nut was. Like he'd talk and they'd be like, What is this man saying? What is is this even a man? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick my question as uh, he scrolls down and tries to find it. Ah to uh I'm gonna go to Jane. C Jane, eighty seven, contributor to uh EDSBS and SB Nation, who simply asks, Why God, why? That's my question. My answer would be once Jim Delaney, in response to the SEC winning title, wrote a snarky, smarmy letter talking about how he admired the SEC's performance on the field, but that, you know, the Big Ten had to do things the right way. And that's literally the point where everything goes to shit. Like, go back and look. After that letter. That was in uh, 07, was it not? Correct. The minute he wrote that letter, from that point on, every Big Ten program suffers at least one or two years of horrible travail and their bowl st- their bowl record just dives. We have to remember to add that to our list of crazy shit that happened in 2007. Exactly. But that's that's that was part of the year. That was the year that broke college football. And and, and, it had and to- Jim Delaney started it. <laughs> and Jim well, I think Les Miles did. Let's be honest. Team teamwork. <clears throat> future Michigan head coach. Future Michigan head coach and Michigan graduate. Michigan graduate. Uh, wow. Yes. And see how smart he is. <laughs> what did you major in, Les? Um, let's look at this week very quickly. And I mean very quickly because there's nothing to look at. This week is one of the worst college football weeks I can remember. And that's not saying, oh, well, something will probably happen. No, it's real bad. Top to bottom. Uh, Thursday night, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. I think maybe my favorite game for the week. Right wow. there. Wow. That's pretty dark, I know. Uh, same night, by the way. Again, maybe the best night. UCLA playing at Arizona State, both 3-0. and uh, UCLA's first Pac-12 game. Uh, anything else uh, sticking out to you, Ryan? Cause, <laughs> cause, cause, oh, okay, cause, I will say. Because you're going to pick a terrible game. No, I will say Arkansas, Texas A&M could be, could be interesting. Arkansas might be better earlier than we thought. Or, worst case, we will get to see Texas A&M do all kinds of fun offensive stuff all up and down the field, and we'll see Brett Bielema get real mad. That's, Is that a, that's a fine pick, right? No, no, that's not a dumb pick at all. See? Good job, me. C+. Plus. I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> And go and let you pick another one. Uh, Jason. Oh, man, where to begin? Uh, we have undefeated Florida State traveling to likewise undefeated NC State, a, uh, a rival that's given them serious problems in the past. 
I, I don't recall that. I don't think uh, NC State's going to give him any trouble. Oh, it's happened before, sir. A, that a, NC State team wasn't even undefeated like this one is. That's true. And you know what? There's a fat man. There's a gif of a fat man shirtless twerking on a pole. That, could uh, we see a sequel? <laughs> we could see a sequel. Listen, if that fat guy crawls up in the pole again, <laughs> like if he comes back from whatever job he's got after he graduated just to come back and climb on that pole shirtless, be the greatest moment in the history of the college football internet. Can um, we have him on the full cast if he does that? Dude, if I'm, we can get him. He can move, yeah. He's, he might be too big for us. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I, I want to look at one possible disaster on the schedule. <clears throat> at 4 p.m. in Lawrence, Kansas, the Texas Longhorns, one and two. Nope. Nope. <laughs> they play... <laughs> They, you're pulling. You're pulling a real nanny here. This is a dick move. <laughs> well, you didn't, so I have to. <laughs> Texas plays at Kansas. Texas. I will go ahead and just say it. That's my upset upset special of the week. <laughs> is that is that an upset? What's the line? Let's look that one up real quick. Oh, it's a fourteen. Pick no, the line, it's fourteen. <laughs> Texas, Texas by fourteen. Fourteen. Two GDs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Against a Texas team that um, has eight people left on it. That's gross. <laughs> it's pretty gross. That's super gross. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, otherwise, this is an abomination of a week um, where game day has to pick Missouri, South Carolina. Remember, as Steve Spurrier said, you know, I, th- I thought both teams would uh, have to win in order to get game day, but um, apparently only one of us has to. Now, do you think that's because he's going to come out and be the game day picker? <laughs> <laughs> he should. Be like, guys, Steve Spurrier picked Mizzou. <laughs> Disrespect. <laughs> and he uses that. He goes in there. Y'all see that? Y'all see that guy on game day today? Picked Mizzou. It was me. Y'all see that? <laughs> Y'all see Media that? don't believe in you. I'm one of them. Coach, that's cruel. It's fair. Y'all better get out there and prove me wrong. We're ending there. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs>